Okay, it says recording in progress, so I'm going to trust that and hope that it works. And if it doesn't, find out. (laughs) (laughs) One way or another. Uh, All right, so we are here again. Poems and whiskey recording on Zoom for the very first time, and uh, John John's back, which works out really nicely because uh, this last show that you are following up on is uh, Caroline's show, where we spent the majority of our like two hours mostly talking about you. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I can't wait. For this one. It's gonna be amazing. Just listen to me the whole time. Oh. I don't know Zoom. Everybody, see, everybody uses Zoom, like sort of convenient and sort of not. But you know, I've never actually used it for for myself. I love Zoom. Zoom is fun. It can be. I know that. Uh, see, who was I talking? Oh yeah, Caroline was bringing up the the that poetry reading where uh, where she got Zoom bombed. Oh yeah. Oh, she just melted down. And I told her, I was like, listen, if you haven't seen a good penis in Zoom, you haven't did Zoom yet. <laughs> I tell you, you're not professional, man. but uh, but yeah, she she freaked out. And that's the only one I missed. I missed it, so I was so sad. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's almost um, a badge of honor by this point. Yeah. You know, like, have you really had a Zoom meeting if you haven't been Zoom bombed? And, and I've, luckily, I've never been Zoom bomb while ho- hosting, but I have <laughs> been in Zoom readings where they've been Zoom bomb. And then, and then I was in a Zoom reading where where there was a troll, a robot. I don't know what it was, but the only thing it kept, and it was putting in the messages like a thousand, like every second, every second, every. I mean, it was good, and it was kept going. John is a fag. John is a fag. John is a fag. And I was like. I was like, I guess I'll dedicate this reading to the troll and re- read me a good day poem. Um, <laughs> that was funny. All right, John, let's let's do a little recap. Uh, last time you were you were here, uh, we were talking about you going to AWP. It's been a fucking minute since we've talked. <laughs> has, been, has our yeah. last one been before AWP? Yeah, yeah, oh, I think Lord. so. Was okay. So wait, re-recorded. The first one, one of our times of trying to record back in, um, <laughs> uh, what was it? December? Was, wow. It has, to be, it has to be December or January because that's when I, I was trying to stack up some episodes before the new year started so I wouldn't be like rushing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're old when, when you feel like December was a week ago. Man, I am, <laughs> I am perpetually a day fucking behind weeks fucking behind uh my editing is slow as shit and uh <laughs> i'm like what the fuck day is it i don't remember <laughs> i just i just look at when i'm supposed to work and that's about all i remember anymore yep i set my alarm clock so i don't have to remember um <laughs> it beeps and tells me oh gotta work yep 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 all right so awp uh like you you were supposed to like live tweet the whole thing but you were too damn busy to consider your fans i know <laughs> so sorry i took a lot I, I got a lot of pictures though yeah. um but yeah so sorry about that um, <laughs> we were devastated was, it was so much fun and so overwhelming in the most 
amazing way. I went there thinking, <laughs> I went there thinking no one was going to know me. I was and just going to wander did. around like a lost balloon. Because, you know, social media is one thing, but, like, I've only done ever, like, social media and Zoom, and I've never went to, like, real-life events. Yeah. So I'm like, there's going to be a lot of people there. No one's going to know me. I mean, they might know me if I'm like, hi, and then explain who I am. And then I get there, and everyone was like, on <laughs> And knew who I was and was coming up to me and talking to me and taking me out to eat because oh shit yeah and it was so sweet and everyone was so cool and like there was these big poets who knew me um and everything and it was it was and i sold all my books um it was really cool all the books that i had brought there and it it was really cool and and fascinating and wonderful and it was the time of my life and then there was a, a university who i didn't know who i had you know no affiliation with Mm-hmm. Um, I say that because it's funny. Because, like, if you know me, you know I have no affiliation with no college <laughs> or university or none. But they posted on Facebook that I was the most photographed writer there. And that made me <laughs> happy tears because, you know, there's 10,000 poets and writers there. And um, and to be, like, pointed out and spotted and written about, about that was super super cool because no one yeah so i'm just rambling um <laughs> that's okay um, that's the show cool. that's the theme <laughs> it was it was the first time i ever rode an airplane the first time i ever read live the first time i ever been to anything live so it was it was everything in once and it was it was wonderful and i'm going next year too it's in february in kansas city not kansas um so, kansas city where kansas city no. Not Kansas, the other Kansas City and whatever state it's in. There's a lot of Kansas cities. Is it Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, I think? I haven't a fucking clue. I failed failed geography. I know it's February 7th through like like the 11th or 12th. Yeah, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri. That's what Google says. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going next year and I plan on making it a yearly thing. That's cool. It's fun and I love it. And so, um, so yeah, I have a place to stay already. Um, we're gonna drive there because it's closer. Um, yeah, and hopefully I get to meet all kinds of poets again um, and all that good stuff. So what have you done since then? A lot. Oh, oh. <laughs> a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. So I have, what? Three books since our last one. I have the full length collection. The castration minor god is out. Um, I, I have a chapbook that launched the AWP. How we liberated with secrets we modified, mm-hmm. and um, and then I have a new chapbook which is in pre-order now called Black Out Something or Another Essential Crisis. And I don't know. I can't remember my titles. Um, blacked <laughs> uh, Blacked Out Borderland. From an existential crisis, I believe. Yeah. That's what it's called. But it's in pre-order. There's only 12 copies left. It's almost sold out of all the copies in the pre- um, pre-order. And that's really fantastic and cool and exciting. So, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm super honored about that. It shocks me, people. And then my last chapbook has sold like 90 copies already. So, I think it has about 10 or so in that run and then it'd be gone and so i'm just shocked and in awe that people keep buying my 
poetry books because you know I pop them out like rabbits pop out babies. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I have one coming out next year. It's launching at AWP next year um, called Melancholy Arcadia, and it's by Harbor Editions or Small Harbor Publishing. And then I have one one at a publisher, Chapbook at a Press, and hopefully they'll accept it. Um, and it's the one that's titled My Fat Thighs Make Pearls, yeah. so, or something like that. Um, but yeah, so I have a lot of stuff. I'm working on new stuff. I'm, I'm getting my next full-length collection edited up, and I'm going to send it to Clash, and hopefully they'll accept it. That'd be cool. Yeah. And then that's what I've been doing. Then and then I've been working too. As yeah. I'm a server, so I've been throwing food at people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> take your food. Oh, so I want to bring up recently because we we everybody everybody's gone through this, but we've both recently gone through it. Like that, it's not exactly writer's block, but it that the I'm never gonna write again. Uh, sort of fallow fucking period. Oh. Yeah, I tried to quit writing for like a year. Mm-hmm. I, to, I didn't write as much as I usually do, but I still wrote some, um, a little bit. Um, but I didn't want to write because I felt like I was writing the same thing over and over and over and over. So I'm like, yeah. well, I got to quit writing because I'm just in a groove and it's all, and it's just going to become boring. Yeah. So I only wrote like 15 poems in a year, which is probably a lot. But for me, that's I can write 15 poems in a month. I wanted, but I just wanted. My cat scared me. <laughs> Your cat's very fascinated with something over there. <laughs> yeah, he's a weirdo. He'll just stare. He'll just sit in the middle of the floor and just stare for an hour. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so yeah, I didn't slow down on right, not right or anything. Um, so I, I somewhat accomplished it. But my new my new collection I'm working on, I'm um, every poem is going to be different. Like no poems are going to be the same um, subject or idea. And and so I figure my return to writing normally, I'll mm. do that. And um, and of course, if something is similar, I just rip it, rip <laughs> it from the manuscript. <laughs> You'll sound like the first poem, you're the second, so be gone. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So what what helped you, what brought it back? What made you want to try again? Because I mean, poets, uh, as far as I can tell, none of us have much of a choice. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I... Uh, um, I deactivated all my social media. Yeah, you did. Except for Facebook, I hid all my posts because I was done. I was just like, I'm done. But then Sarah of Ethel Zana Micropress was like, your book's coming out next month. I was like, and, and I had been gone for a month and I planned on being gone a lot longer. But I was like, well, I gotta come back. My book's coming out, gotta promote it. Gotta, gotta do good for, for Sarah, the publisher. Right. Um, everything. So, so like that, that came around and it and it pepped me up a little and it made me it, it, like it made me like well you know what I do have a book coming out and people believe in me and yeah. so that really helped pep me back up because I was gonna stay I was just not come I wasn't gonna come back my goal was just to secretly vanish and have everyone forget about me and <laughs> um, but yeah Howard and, um, style. <laughs> I got I got so like 
so like in the mode of I didn't want to write poetry again. I didn't want to do anything because at the point, you know, I was writing all the same thing and I felt like I couldn't do anything new. Yeah. And I was debating on canceling my ne- this one and my next one and just like canceling them and pulling them back and just holding on to them and, you know, and never letting them see the light of day. Because technically this book wasn't supposed to come out yet. Yeah. I think it was supposed to be September, October, but she did it a little sooner, which was, which it was like, it was like meant to be because I was in a spot where I was going to give up everything. Yeah. Um, but then it was like a little line, a uh, little thing went off and I was like, well, I guess I'm back. here. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get out, but you'll just keep dragging me back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luckily I had a, like a strong enough voice where I was like I was like 98% of like I'm just done I don't want these books coming out um I just want to vanish and then that little 2% was strong enough to <laughs> not let me fully commit to canceling canceling to like pull back my books and be like I love you but I changed my mind <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to publish no more <laughs> see but that would get in the way of you becoming uh rich and famous off <laughs> yeah <laughs> rich make them hundreds <laughs> i got an email today um from a from a po- uh, uh a magazine that uh had accepted one of my poems a few months ago, right? Oh, thank you. Um, and I had completely, like, I knew it was coming, but I didn't know that it was uh, a paid, like, mm-hmm. acceptance. And I got I got the email today. It was like, hey, uh, we had a couple of edits. Double check it. And we need your Venmo for the payment. And I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> so I created a Venmo. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you have a Venmo? I do now. <laughs> so you got it all worked out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be nosy. Am I allowed to be nosy? You can be nosy. How much did you get paid? I have no idea. I have no idea. I didn't even check. When I submitted, I didn't even check what it was. It was just I thought that they would have. Oh, I have no, no idea. I have no idea. I should I should go double back and like check it, but... Uh, I was too flabbergasted to even <laughs> go that far. <laughs> like, oh fuck! I gotta create a Venmo now. Uh, sure. How do I make an email? Uh, it's been an interesting time in my house. Uh, I think I have. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's alright. <laughs> I think I have a one poem coming out that was accepted some time ago, and and it's oh lordy Jesus, South Dakota Review. Is that one? It's, it's a really familiar. good, wonderful magazine, and it has a wonderful editor. I'm really bad at remembering anything. Well, anyhow, so I was I was told, I was talking to the editor, because they're my friend, too, because I'm friends with everyone. You are. <laughs> and, and, and they told me that it was going to, uh, they, they, it was going to be out soon. The, the order for the magazine was put in or something. So that's yeah. really cool, because it was accepted, like, last year. Cause I, I don't think I I think I submitted one one thing this year mm-hmm. and it was the schooner um, prairie schooner yeah, prairie yeah 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 because I sent a submission last year and it went all the way to the top 
rejection tier. There's three levels. And so I made it to the almost being published. And so it was really cool. And so they said, you know, submit again. So then I went to AWP and I met the everyone. The, I went to the Prairie Schooner table and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I like y'all. And, you know, you're all wonderful. And I submitted last year and I got to the top, to the last rank or whatever. And so I'm going to submit again. And so they were like talking to me and it was really cool. And so when I got back, I I had some really cool poems. And so I sent them. But it's been, it's been, I think this one's been longer than the last one. Mm. The last one, it was like three. I don't know. But, but it's been it's been either the same or longer, and I haven't got a rejection yet, so I'm hoping. I've sent some really good poems. Um, but otherwise, I haven't I don't, I haven't submitted. I hate submitting poems. <laughs> it's so stressful, and it bores me. Oh, God, it is stressful. You know, I never... Uh... I never know what to write in the fucking cover letters. Like I have a cover letters. Well, some places have like spaces where you put cover letters and I'm like, I I don't, I don't know what to say. Uh, I mean, I just, I just put a smiley face. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's like I do my little bow. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know what to put in a cover letter. I'm not going to talk about my poems because you're going to read them. And, and you know, like, I'm not going to try to convince you to publish my poetry because, you know, I want you to love them for their own selves. Yeah. Um, so I just put, like, a smiley face. Like, here I have a lovely day. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just do my little bow and, and, and hope for the best when I do submit. Yeah. But, um... I'm never going to submit again, probably. <laughs> you know, I don't believe you. <laughs> I, you know, magazine, or, um, publishers are different. Yeah. Like magazines, unless like one asks me like, oh, send us poems or something. I'm like, but I find it happy. I find more joy just posting the poem on social media and I have yeah. people read it then and there. Like, <clears throat> too, like you get your poem accepted and then you got to and then that takes six months, and then you gotta take six more months for the issue to come out. And so by that, it's been a year, and I've done forgot about that poem. I could yeah. care less about that poem anymore. My excitement has gone for it. So when I get excited over a poem, I just post it yeah. right then and there, and people can see it and like it or hate it or whatever. Because by the time the mag- the poem does come out, I could care less. I'm like, okay, good. There's that poem I forgot about. <laughs> I remember one time. <laughs> I remember one time I got an acceptance. Poor magazine died before it even published me. <laughs> well, but I think got a, and it's funny too because I got an acceptance email and I had to go look up what magazine it was because I didn't even remember submitting whatsoever. <laughs> at all. I'm like, what is this? When did I send these poems? <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. So then, like, my poems, like, I've heard nothing else. There's been no issue. Like, it just died. That's, that's cool. That's, that's, a, that's a problem with, uh, with a lot of common problem with, with poetry magazines, I've noticed. <laughs> like, and it's, what it is, is, and I'm not trying to be rude towards anyone whatsoever. No. People get excited. People want to start their own magazine. And yeah. then they give up on it. <laughs> they realize it's not, you know, apple pies and cherry blossoms. 
it's really, really hard. Yeah. And a lot of time and a lot of time consuming effort and a lot of this and that and whatnot. You know, I'm actually, um, I'm now this is like uh, at least, at least, and this is being like ambitious, but at least a year before I start like actually putting it together. I, I'm considering starting at least yeah. an online one. Yeah. Yeah. Voice Love Press had a magazine. Yeah. For like two issues, and then I killed it off. <laughs> <laughs> and then I killed it off so bad I deleted the issues too. They're not worth to be found anymore. <sighs> but um, but we're we're going strong with the with the press part though. It's exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we um um since last time too, maybe um Voice Love Press has grown. I have a team: Jonas and Tommy Sheffield. And they're brilliant, and it would not be what it is without them. But um, we have we have accepted our first print chapbook, and it's gonna be out in October. And the pre-orders are are available, so everyone can go to voiceluxpress.com, I believe, um, and and pre-order that. It's like thirteen dollars with free shipping, so well, you don't have to worry about other prices it's it's the price it is yeah um yeah and it's a it's a collaboration um by two wonderful poets it's very exciting so yeah so that's exciting we have we have two we have two e-chat books that's been released and they're three dollars a piece and the poet gets half that money and then that's not bad at all no and then for our print um, each poet individually gets three dollars per book sold so that's that's um, a wonderful. Um, so yeah, what's yeah, six dollars? It's six dollars royalty per book, but since there's two people, they right. divide it three dollars each. That's not bad. That's not bad. I think we're one of the. Uh, our, my goal was to make us one of the best royalty-paying publishers, so that people would love us. And you get um, the first press run is a hundred, and then you get twenty-five free authors' copies plus ro- royalty for the print edition. For the each right. half book, you just get dollar fifty per sold. That's good though. I mean, that's yeah. really fair. That's really fair. Yeah, we don't make any money whatsoever. <laughs> no, you're no, you're not good at that. Way, no. <laughs> so yeah, so it's it's been fun. It's been really exciting. Um, so hopefully next year we um, or our goal is to publish two two of them. Our goal we might only do one because I want to see how it goes. I don't I don't want to publish a lot and then not be able to spend time with them. Right. Um, I want us as a press also to promote and market and be there and be supportive and and it's not like okay we publish you now you do everything. Right. Um, Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I figure the the shorter if we publish two, they would come out six months apart. So we'd have six months for right. for everything. But yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think it's a really and, good turnaround. And then I'm still the poetry editor, Ghost City Review, but yeah. it's been slow um, because I work. Yeah, at my real time, uh, real life job which takes all my energy because I walk like 10 miles a day. <laughs> you know, just to survive the capitalist hellscape that we exist in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've lost like 30 pounds, which is, which is okay. Uh, 
because I'm still fat, so it's not like I'm skinny. Um, but um, but it's like it's like healthy weight loss, not like oh god, I got it, you know. You're not but, starving, um, yeah. No, definitely not. <laughs> I think I made like six pounds today. Um, so yeah, definitely not starving. Um, I love food. Food is delicious. Yes. And I always say, like, I always say, oh, I lost 30 pounds. But then I always, you know, explain, like, it's not, like, I'm not trying to lose weight. It's just, like, it is what it is. Um, and then, you know, like, I don't, like, I'm, like, food's delicious. Don't think I'm, like, oh, I think I'm too fat. Like, yeah, I'm not. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Um, but it's just, like, it's, like, I, I, I move around now. Um, therefore, um, like I was laying on the bed 24 seven. So that little, that extra weight that came with it is gone. Right. Um, and I've quit drinking sodas. I only drink water now. Ah. I, take a, I drink lemon water cause I hate the taste of water and that's made me feel better. Um, and that's probably helped me lose a little weight, yeah. but, um, but I wasn't drinking enough water. I, I would literally not drink any water whatsoever, ever. But um, That's not so good, I, I, I drink like one bottle of water a year. Um, <laughs> so I decided I'm going to start. I'm getting older. I'm getting older, you know, and things are changing in my body. So I'm like, yeah. I'm start drinking water. I drink like I drink other like I'll drink juice occasionally. I try to not to drink too much sugar and carbonated stuff because yeah. it's just made me feel better. Like in general, but I hate the taste of water. So I get the lemon juice in the little bottles and I pour a little lemon in there. Not too much, just enough to knock down the water is gross. It, 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 here in uh, in Texas, the the water is uh, it's heavily mineralized because of where, <laughs> where we tap through. And um, it's got a distinctive flavor all its own. I, I've been buying bottle waters. Because yeah. I, I can keep track of like like I'd be really lazy and then I'd be like I'd forget how much water I drink so I buy and they're like thirty six or like five dollars yeah you know we don't we don't buy the you know come from Atlanta in the middle of a glacier um, funneled through an ice chute we just buy whatever's cheapest and it looks like trump water has a american flag um (laughs) but but, so i can keep track easier i get a bottle i drink the bottle i know i drank a bottle i can go get another bottle just open it up and so that way i can be like okay i've drank five bottles of water today that's good instead of like how many cups of water have a drink oh i probably drank enough and then i drank you know none (laughs) water and it sounds like niagara so i'm sure they went in a little boat and collected (laughs) this water from the falls it didn't come from antarctica though unfortunately i'm not that rich i get like 36 bottles of water Uh i get the cheapest there is it's like five dollars for 36 bottles it's water you know and then throw them away at night so I can see how much I drink. So I know how much I drink because <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't drink water because I hate water. Water is disgusting. But as I said, I'm getting older and my body's changing. And yeah. So you got to be Same. healthier. I uh, I fucked up my back on uh, like Friday. Oh and, my lord. Yeah, uh, and my back reacted on uh, Sunday, like late Saturday into Sunday. 
and I had to call a friend and be like, can you, uh, do you have any muscle relaxers? Cause I fucked myself up. And, uh, luckily, <clears throat> luckily she did. She did. I was able to get some muscle relaxers. Uh, wonderful. But this is, uh, this is, this is bullshit is what it is. <laughs> yes. This is bullshit. You, you stood up wrong. Mm. <laughs> I was cleaning out. It was from cleaning out the the kiddie pool, um, and I went running with, uh, this morning with my fucked up back. Oh my lord! Well, I mean, I see. You just want to make it worse. I was hoping it would make it better. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So, well, like during during my you know quote unquote fallow time, I uh, I also. I mean, I went, like, I fell down a well, and I didn't do anything physical like I normally do. Um, I'm usually, like, a, a at least a four-day-a-week active person. Like, I do something. Uh, yoga, resistance, running, what have you. And um, I do resistance also. I resist running. <laughs> See, I actually <laughs> like running. I, I enjoy it. It's, uh, it's it's like it's one of the one times I can like I can leave the house <laughs> and I can I, like I get outside and um, I really it's it's almost meditative. It's my own space, and I found that um, movement having a movement uh, practice really helps um, process a lot of the trauma and shit and sometimes i get some um good poems out of it like because i i really i really enjoy watching like the shift of the seasons and shit through throughout the neighborhood so if you get out there daily you you like i could tell this morning how we'd shifted on on the access and the sun was coming up from a different angle than it did a month ago and um, the the way the morning smells and the way the birds are and like and now, the way it's a, huh and the way it, and the way it's a hundred degrees at eight in the morning. <laughs> it's not quite a hundred degrees, but it is not it is not comfortable. <laughs> um, so I try to I try to get out early, and I am not I am not an early riser by choice. Uh, I'm just I'm <laughs> bad at waking up, and. <laughs> um, but it's the one time that I can that I have that's purely like my own. <laughs> Nobody's mm-hmm. asking me for anything. Um, <laughs> I don't have to teach anybody anything. I'm not cleaning up after anybody. It's just <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> and yeah. that's nice. And, that um, nice. But so I, I hadn't done anything for uh, not anything like real for like th- three fucking weeks, and I had thought that. Um, what was wrong with my back was the inactivity because I hadn't been stretching. I hadn't been doing my mobility shit. I'm like, all right, well then I'll just like get back into it. I did uh, like 40 minutes of yoga on Sunday night, trying to loosen things up, which um, made me realize how I'd fucked up my back. And I was like, all right on, you know, I've, I've done my limbering up and I'll go and do my shit on, on Monday morning. And, um, it, this the run this morning was interesting. Um, <laughs> it was uh, it was definitely it was it was a practice in self compassion. <laughs> the whole run. 
and uh, yeah, it did not make it better. <laughs> Ow. I laughed too hard and that hurt my back. Ow. Um, and, I'm so sorry. Uh, thank you. I, I'm just... I just wanted to go away. Uh, tomorrow, I'm gonna do some do some more yoga and see what else I can like. Maybe you know how out. you know how people get upside down and they just hang, like on the little bench thingy and they hang upside down and it's oh, supposed yes. to elongate your spine and whatever. Uh, maybe that maybe if you can find something like that, that would help. Oh God, that would be fantastic. Uh, so most. The, the closest thing I have to that is like a the um like good morning or whatever fucking move that's called and then the like the the forward hang where you stretch out the whole of your like upper back and shoulders with your head over by your feet and shit and uh that that feels good it's once I get moving it's okay but it's the transition from like sitting up and and like standing up and sitting down it's the whole like back part side ish of of my back i've forgotten what the chain of all that shit's called but um yeah i just i'm a dumbass mm-hmm. and i didn't protect my back <laughs> while cleaning out the pool and uh there's a reason why you should make sure that your core is strong and you're not locking your knees and uh yeah yeah i make good decisions john Good well, I do too. I make the best. <laughs> um, I'm really good at it. Uh, so I'm yeah. working on climbing out of that fucking well and getting back on track with some sort of movement routine. And you better hurry. I watch the ring movies. That girl's in there. She'll get you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, she will. <laughs> yes, she will. I love Samara though. I mean, like. I'm kind of in her corner, to be honest. I, I recently seen there's a prequel to that movie. It's in it's in not um, um, English and America didn't American you know Apollo whatever didn't do it. Um, but there's the sequel and I want to find oh, it and watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the, also, the original Ring movies are fucked up. Oh my god, they're so they're good. Sometimes. They're so scary. And the Grudge movies, the original Grudge yes. movies, too, are so much scarier. And there's one scene that is in the original, and the lady runs under, I believe it's the Grudge. The lady goes and runs under covers, you know, and when you're little, the covers were the safety yes. net, you know, yes. no monsters could get you when you're under your cover. So, so like the monster just comes up and pulls her through her bed. And I was like, and I was like, I'm so glad I was an adult when I watched this scene because it would have seriously fucked me up badly. Yep. Because <laughs> yep. uh... that was my safety under the covers. Nothing can get you under the covers. I I have a distinct memory of like being being a kid at at a babysitter's house and. Uh, making sure that my my feet were completely tucked in and under under the blanket so that i couldn't that i couldn't be reached by uh-huh. by behind the monster under the bed yes they'll yeah. grab your feet and pull you right out mm-hmm. but not mm-hmm. but not if you're burritoed if you're burritoed no, no. you are safe mm-hmm. yes 
most definitely. Well, I, I was never. I was. I just. Mine was just as long as I was under the covers. I didn't have to be burritoed, but I just had to be under the covers, and then it was safe, which is dumb. Sorry, little children. That's dumb. It's dumb. Oh, I got one even better. Okay, so when I was when I was little, uh, there was this little asshole kid. I was always friends with the asshole kids, and the teachers wanted me to be friends with asshole kids because I was the good kid. And maybe I would maybe I would uh, maybe I would rub off and show them some like. <laughs> I would, I would, you know, show them some good habits, and I would help them and encourage them to be better children. Yes, um, of course. <laughs> and this asshole kid. And it always worked. Oh yeah, it worked all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> this asshole kid told me the story of Bloody Mary, right? The that uh, yep that you know you turn off you turn off the lights in the bathroom and you have a candle or you know no lights at all and um you you say bloody mary in the mirror however many times and of course that 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 many times varies depending on you know what school you heard it in the first time and um but that fucking terrified me it terrified me and <laughs> that uh not too long after that at a babysitter's house i swear to god i saw red eyes in the mirror one night no. just staring oh. at me from across the fucking room and i'm in hysterics sobbing on the floor at the babysitter's house because i swear there was something watching <laughs> me in the mirror and um oh, yeah that sticks with you. I still don't go into a bathroom without making sure I've turned the light on first. Oh, yeah. oh, same. And also, you know what gets me? And sometimes it still gets me. But, but a lot more when I was younger, but still in the back of my mind. Flushing the toilet. Oh, yes! I don't know why. I, I like would flush the toilet and then I would run a hundred miles an hour out of the bathroom. All right, so I think I know the root of our fears on this, okay? I thought about this because I had a similar fear as a kid. I thought the devil, and I do mean the devil, the devil, oh, fuck, I moved too fast. But the devil um, somehow was going to reach up through the toilet <laughs> and get me. Stop, yeah. And my thing was, I always had a, you know, when it's two in the morning and it's really dark throughout the whole house and then it's quiet. And then when I flushed the toilet, the evil things, the ghosts, the demons would hear it and they'd all run to the toilet to get me and I would fucking <laughs> fly out. I would flush and run as fast as I could. I don't know if you got, I don't know if your, if your parents had you watch it, but it was, we're, we're roughly the same age. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, but do you remember, look, who's talking to John Travolta, John Travolta the first one. and Kirstie Alley, John Travolta mm -hmm. and Kirstie, uh, John Travolta. Yeah, I think so. It don't, nobody quote me on that, but Kirstie Alley's definitely in it. And remember it was like these little kids having like conversations and it was like, mm -hmm. Roseanne Barr was the voice of the little sister, and I can't remember who was the voice of of the brother, but the brother was potty training, and he saw the toilet as like 
a monster with teeth and mm-hmm. everything. And it had like the the lid, of course, was its mouth. And <laughs> 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 it's talking to the little kid, like, oh, I want to eat your poo-poo and pee-pee. And I'm like, oh, but it's horrifying to a child. Uh-huh. The kid is uh-huh. screaming. And I think that's where my my childhood fear of the toilet came from. The mm-hmm. toilet was going to eat me. The devil was going to eat me up from the bottom of the toilet. Yes. And another thing that got me in bathrooms is I watched Psycho. And so I could never, I would, the shower, that embedded in me. And like looking away from the door, like, and just the curtain closed, I would peek out just to make sure. Yeah, that fucked me up too. <laughs> there was a there was a horror movie about mm-hmm. I can't remember which oh, it was one of the early ones but there was like this horrible scene uh where the ghost comes through like uses the shower curtain to like attack the young woman in the shower and it was horrifying because the curtain like conformed to her body and it was wrapped around her and it had like over her face and you could see her <laughs> trying to breathe and shit. Oh. Formative, formative childhood memories. They're, they're, they're precious. Yes. Oh, couldn't, couldn't live without the horror movies. They were so much better back then too than oh, today. They're all I the know. same today. I was watching. Talk to me is good though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, talked. We watched that yesterday. Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's good. It's not like a, a scream scary movie. It's more of a psychological, and it and and it makes you think and and stuff. Like that. But but yeah, it's really good. My friend, uh, my friend Bridget and I, we uh, we watch <clears throat> we watch movies together some Friday nights, and. Um, this last Friday, well, I mean, shit happened, and then because I had a, I had a disgusting, gross headache, and the following the next day, and anyway, it was it was you know, good times, good times in my house, and um, so we ended up watching a movie. <laughs> we ended up watching a movie last night, and I'm taking her through the Freddy Krueger movies because she's never seen them. And I'm like, oh my lord! I'm like, we're doing it. We are watching all of the Freddy movies. So last night we uh, we we've made it up to five, and we watched uh, the Dream Child last night in all of its beautiful campy glory. And just we're talking, we're talking about like, fuck, man, fuck, man. Movies used to be so good, practical effects, and the fucking painted backgrounds. And I mean, yeah, yeah, that movie's kind of. I mean, the weird, like, vaginal umbilical fucking cord, like, where the spirits were feeding into the unborn baby. And they never mention the word abortion. They just say, do you want to go through with this pregnancy? Do you, you know, you could not have the baby. They don't uh-huh. actually say the word abortion. But she's like, I couldn't do that. I saw him inside me. That's me and my boyfriend. I want to keep it. And I'm like, you know what? If that'd been me, fuck it. No. No. You know what's fucked up about Freddy Krueger? That was like my childhood hero. <laughs> I was obsessed with Freddy Krueger. I had a Freddy Krueger doll. And literally, like, here, here's how crazy it was. One, it, it happened multiple times. But one time I remember, 
like every time I would watch Freddy Krueger, I would end up, I would go to bed in my bed and then I would end up waking up in the closet and have no recollection. And I've never slept walk or anything. I would have no recollection how I'd get in the closet. But yeah, every time. I had the doll. You know, That's you remember the Freddy Krueger doll? Yes. <clears throat> you know, the Freddy Krueger doll where you pulled the string and it was like, it's that crazy shit. I slept with the Freddy Krueger doll. Like, it was like my <laughs> sleeping buddy. I'd carried it around everywhere. Oh. The, you know, burned up face man that says, like, welcome to Elm. So I forget what he said, but. It wasn't. It wasn't like you know, sweet lullabies. Um. <laughs> uh, and 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 watching watching uh, five, I, uh, I I I remembered that I'd actually seen that movie before. Again, being babysat, <laughs> I had such responsible babysitters. So I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and at some point they they put on uh, Freddy Five, and I didn't remember anything of that movie except for that scene where the uh, where the rich kid, whose mom is like, uh, you you have to be thin, you can't eat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and the scene of her is like Freddy force feeding her her own stomach and uh mm-hmm. that part that part stuck with me <laughs> until she like choked. <laughs> like her mouth like and her cheeks are just huge they're, they're bulged out from her own like innards mm-hmm. and uh she you know chokes in in reality while in dreamland she's choking on her own fucking fat <laughs> i know i, I know watched- i know I watched an interview with the dude who played Freddy. I don't know. If, oh, I, I love think it. Robert but he, he talked about, um, and this was some time ago. I don't know when the interview was, but he talked about that he wished they'd do a prequel Ooh, to when yeah. he was alive and then the, the, you know, his burning and then, and then him, you know, reforming himself and then walking down, um, you know, the street to the first girl's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the first movie starts, like the whole thing about how everything, and that would be awesome. They should make that movie. Yeah. Because they made the remake of it, which was crazy. Like I, I, it, you know, that movie caught a lot of fucking flack. And you know, I actually, I enjoyed it. My ex, my ex, uh, was a huge Freddy fan, and that's uh, that's another topic for another day. But um, <laughs> but um, I and he he hated hated the remake, absolutely hated it. And I I'm not a purist. I'm like, let's see what they can do with it. Why not? Right? Um, but uh, it was more like. Like he cussed, you know, he cussed, he was vulgar. Like there was more like he was a badass, more of a badass. Oh, and I about crazy serial killer movies. Oh sorry. No, I was gonna say I think I thought it was more I mean, most of the Freddy movies, um not I mean the core of the Freddy movies, not like the Freddy and Jason, <laughs> um, etc. But um the, the core of the, the Freddy movies never really uh was quite honest about Freddy. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Like they, they say child killer, but what they really mean um, isn't child killer. They, they mean, you know, a, an abuser. They mean somebody. I mean, come on. He has knives for fingers. You're telling yeah. me that isn't like picaristic as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Come on. It's he. Come on, y'all. And um, my ex was uh, adamant that that's not what it was about. And I'm like, come on. Come on, look at it with a little, little bit of, a little bit of like comprehension and and you know critical view and look mm-hmm. at it, look at it, look at it. This is this is a, this is clearly you know mo- most of these stories have a very clear vein of like surviving um, childhood sexual assault. Like it just, it's just it, the themes aren't subtle, but they don't come out and say you know this That's is awful. what it's about. Yeah. And then on another topic of movies, Saw 10 is coming out, Saw X. I'm so excited. I will watch 4 billion of those. They could be like Saw 72. And I'm like, um, oh, did you have you? Okay. Have you have you um, seen the documentary that Saw was kind of loosely based on yeah the, the killer and was it arizona or arsansas where yeah, they found it was the like, body and it uh, had a puzzle piece cut out of it it was uh it was a woman who uh it was like the most dangerous woman or something i think that's called the the name of the documentary but it was her and this one guy and she was using um this disabled man as as a trigger and they'd set up the bomb around his neck he was like outside of a bank and then the bomb oh, that one too yeah that's that's also, what it's based on yeah also it's based uh red it's based on the killer dude who was in like arizona or whatever mm-hmm. remember the first one had a puzzle piece in all the victims and then they yeah then then the second one they deleted that little part but in like arizona or arkansas or some state that starts with an a they found in this like old barn shed this dude that was fucked up and he had a like there was a puzzle piece cut out of him <laughs> yeah funny how but saw 10 is gonna be amazing because remember how he he was mad at the doctors. He went to get help and he was mad at the doctors because they didn't help him. But that's about all we heard of it. So this yeah. story is between movies one and two where he gets his revenge on the doctors who lied to him. And it seems like it's going to be like Jigsaw and Spiral more. Like there's more of a storyline and like there's going to be the crazy shit. But there's more like instead of just like crazy shit and wonder and also the crazy bitch is going to be in it too who was in the second and third one who like took over and started killing people but she she died because she wasn't doing it right she didn't give them a chance to live you know she was just killing them yeah she's she's also going to be in this one as i think part of the killer because there was like a point one second scene of her um, in the trailer I've seen, it like glints at her real fast, and then so I love the Saw movies. I watch all of them. They're my favorite because they're so crazy and intricate and and fucked up. My my favorite horror though, it has to be. Um, I really like folk horror. Really, really like folk horror. I, like um, Midsummer. Midsummer, oh, yeah, so good. Um, the the original Wicker Man uh, is very good, very trippy. Lair of the White Worm, 
uh, the Owl Man, uh, and even I would say even uh, Midnight Mass is is folk horror. I think um, it skates a, a little bit like crossing into like your your general horror, but the beginnings of it, the way they set it up, is definitely a folk horror. And I I love that idea of like, uh, well, that was a series, right? Huh? Midnight Mass, the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was phenomenal. Oh, I and that it. one lady who played the obsessed Christian woman, she should have yes. she should have won every award she was nominated for. I hated her so much, which makes her freaking amazing. Yes. Because she, I just was every every moment I'm like, you should fucking die, bitch. Oh my god. <clears throat> that was an amazing, amazing show. Sorry. Yes. Oh, what did you think about The Witch? The movie The Witch? Oh, I fucking loved it. I fucking yeah. loved it. It was so good. And that's mm-hmm. that's my kind of like I love that trippy is it real is it not oh wait shit it is real and mm-hmm. oh, i love that i love that whole setup where you're like <laughs> are you going crazy or is this stuff real mm-hmm. and um oh i love it i love it and that and- that says, unassuming people go to a small town and the small town has like a, a weird sort of religion thing going on with the land and the unexpected the unexpecting people eventually get like set up to be a sacrifice and i mean what more do you want what more do you want and then also have you seen the movie lamb oh it's oh, not yet form. not oh, yet but God. oh oh i do oh, i do i want God. to that want movie to. is is so good and weird and fucked up it's crazy I love, a, I love a good fun and then movie. Also, I love good, weird children. And then the... Yes. You well, know they I could, mean, it is a weird child. There, there is a great... You know what the child is, right? Don't... don't. Okay. Normally, I don't care about spoilers, but I don't want to be spoiled on the... No, I won't okay. tell you. Okay. I'm just wondering if you know, because it, yeah. if you've seen any previews, it's oh, yeah, not yeah, yeah, really, yeah. but it's there, but... So you know what the child is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I know, I know, it? I know what what it looks like. Like, what does it look like? Oh, have you not seen it? Like, no, I've seen all of it. Oh, okay. Well, then it's the. Uh, isn't that the one where the the kid is like a like a weird sort of sheep hybrid? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's <clears throat> oh, so good, and I love her. I can't pronounce her name. She's she played in the original, um, the dragon, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh yeah, which is which is ten times more fucked up than the American version. Yeah, it's so good. And then and then she she she, I guess like right after that she started playing in American movies, and she still plays in in foreign films. But um, but she's she's a phenomenal actress, um, and and lately she's been playing in such weird shit. It's been amazing. Yeah, that's cool. There's um, I think th- there's this really old story um that called uh the green uh, paraphrasing a little bit here, but uh it's like, like the green children, and it's oh, yeah? this, it's this folk tale um by now. Of, I mean, you could say it's historical, but how much it, can you really trust on it? But the story goes like these two kids uh, wander into uh, the village or city proper, or wherever it is, and uh, they're green from head to toe, and they didn't speak the language of of the town, and they to them it was like gibberish, and the children wouldn't eat anything except like beans or something like that, and. 
it's just it's so fascinating to me that that could be so easily made into a folk horror and Mm -hmm. uh someone needs to do it like not me maybe i'll write like a scary poem about it but like somebody needs that reminds that reminds me of the movie i just recently watched um it's been out for a couple months but uh what what i think it's called what happened to the children and it's about these two kids, they go, they're at like this camping place and they go walking and they find this abandoned building and they go and they find this big like well hole. And then, and then um, craziness happens after that. And it's really good and really cool. insane. And it's one of the better like eerie movies I've seen recently too. Speaking of horror, like I don't see a whole lot. I, it's out there, I know, because I submitted poems. Uh, well, a poem to like a horror uh, poetry zine, but like you don't see a whole lot of horror poetry out there in general. Like, no, there's some speculative, you know, like there's some good like sci-fi sort of you know bent to them, but you don't see a whole lot of horror poetry. Um, well, that'd be a good idea for you when you want to create your magazine. Yeah, yeah, horror poetry. Yeah. I got a poor poetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's easy. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! When I was little, yeah, horror and horror, and then horror. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I was afraid to say like the horror. It's hard. It's hard to like, get that like double horror. R sound in there. Uh-huh. Like, horror, <laughs> horror. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should write more horror poetry. I've got enough of Me it. Too. You should. You should. Yeah. I'd love to read your horror poetry, especially since you have a. We have very different. I mean, like views on like which horror we really like. Your stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh man, your stuff would be bloody as fuck. <laughs> Mine would be like more unsettling and creepy, and yours would be like um, hostile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that movie made me so sad. Why? Hostile. Because it just did. It was crazy. I think the second one made me a little more sadder because the one actress in there I really, really loved. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she gets fucked up. And I'm just yeah. like, no, not her. <laughs> um, but um, um, but I, that would be fun to it write was... some just crazy harsh horror. Horror. <laughs> I should. I want to do. I'm. I'm playing with the idea of a um of a like a special Halloween uh, themed episode where I literally hold a seance with. Oh, that's people. cool. You should invite multiple people to that. Yeah, you yeah. Because you have Jamie can do that. It, right? Um, <laughs> since apparently, <laughs> since apparently, you know. You have Zoom now. Yeah. Um, I brand new we're learning it we're doing it yes um yeah i could it would be fun um i have caught a couple of ebps doing this yeah yeah um the one the one with mandy um i can't remember the timestamp now the one with mandy uh i put i put the timestamp like in the episode notes but uh there is uh some singing there's a little bit of singing a little like a little hummed tune and um it's very clear you can hear it and i considered cutting it out but i but i left it in 
But Why would um, you consider cutting such amazingness out? <laughs> because you know, like, do I want to point it out? Do I want to leave people yeah. to find it? Um, no. So no one will I, find it if you leave that. Well, I I left it in. I left it in, and at yeah. the very bottom of the notes, I put a little like, "Hey, at this timestamp, did you hear something?" And nobody reads the notes, so that's okay. Nobody knows it, <laughs> and I'm fine with it. But um, and I've caught another EVP in um in another episode, and I don't think I record like mentioned the timestamp. I was just like, ah, I wonder if anybody's gonna notice. But um. <laughs> The crazy thing about the one in Mandy's is that the singing is so clear that um, it doesn't make sense. So you see how my mic is is set up, right? Yeah. Like it pretty much only this type of mic. I can't remember what it's called. Condenser, maybe. Anyway, but it only um, it's set up so that it only captures sound really from one direction instead of mm. everywhere else. So it dampens sound. So and Mandy was recording with um ipod headphones if there was somebody singing a tune they would have to be in front of my mic or next to mandy's head Mm -hmm. and that's and she was totally creeped out by that meanwhile i'm fucking fascinated um oh my god like that's that's so fucking cool so like where was this like where was it coming from i don't know if it was on my end or her end by now because by the time i'd seen it i'd already like combined the combined the vocals and um was going through in the editing and uh yeah i'm really fascinated by it because they would have to be like in front of my mic it's Mm -hmm. i have so many let me tell you some stories since you brought it up yes please so the recent one, which was literally like three or four days ago, we mm. we have uh, we we think it's the lady who lived here prior to us, um, who owned it for an eternity. She passed away in the house. Yeah. There was a couple that lived here afterwards for a little bit of time, but they literally moved out so quickly. The neighbor said one day they're there, the next day they're gone. They left everything in the house. Holy like shit. when we bought the house, there was forks. There was silverware, there was pots and pans, the bed, the mattress, everything. They hauled ass. But um, but there's something, you know, with us, which we've been here for four years. It likes us. It hasn't yeah. tried to, you know, butcher us or anything. But um, so the other day we come in and our lights were all, it was all dark because we've been having a light over the water for the fleas to get on. Right. But we, we, we unplug it when we leave so that way nothing happens with it. Right, we're not right, right. So if it decides to catch fire, no one's going to know. Right. So, so we come in and we close the door and it's pitch black dark. And I say, I can't see anything. And we have LED lights that wrap around the living room. Yeah. And all of a sudden they blink. Oh. And I was like, I looked at Josh. I said, you seen that this time? And so, like, it blinked enough where I could see, you know, you see and then you have it in your memory where to walk. So I took, right. like, a few steps and it blinked twice more. And then I was into the kitchen and Josh was still in the living room. It blinked again. And then once we were both in the kitchen, it quit. So that was that was the most recent thing that's happened, which was that's really cool. Fucking cool. And then another time we had someone living with us and she didn't believe it because we tell they her, never you know, do. So, and she's like, oh, whatever. So one day me and her's in the living room and Josh is, it's this time when Josh works. So Josh is at work and we're in the living room and we're talking and stuff. And I don't know what we, what I said. 
I think I brought it up again because I always talk about it. <laughs> um, I think I had heard something, so I was telling her. And on the bedroom door, and we have old like the door right there. Yeah, they're yeah. Old. They're old, solid wood, heavy doors, <clears throat> and they don't move really easy. And all of a sudden, and it was open, and all of a sudden it slammed closed. And it didn't slam closed like someone pushed it and it closed. It slammed. Like, yeah. As, like, you know how you see in the movies or TV shows or teenagers and they get mad and they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And they go right. to the room and they slam the door. It was like that. <laughs> and, and we both looked at the door. And, and I just looked at her and I said, I told you so. Yeah. Um, but I hear proven your point. I hear walking. Oh yes. I hear walking around. Like one day I was laying on the couch and Josh was sleeping. And I was like where the couch is on the wall in my head in the living room. Floor the rest of the living room and I heard someone walking and they're really close to the back of my head and I thought Josh got up. Yeah. And I was and there's been a few times where I thought it was Josh. And I'm like, oh Josh. And then I look and there's nothing there good in the bedroom. He found asleep. Yeah. <clears throat> Another time I was up because I have insomnia. I've had insomnia for an eternity. Hey, and, and I hear someone walking. <laughs> And I hear something walking down the hallway. And I was like, oh, you know, Josh. And then he was sleeping. One time we came home and our kitchen window was open. So I guess they got a little muggy in here and they needed some fresh air. Because um, we don't have no AC unit or whatever. So sometimes, you know, it gets yeah. a little stale. So they were like, mm, fresh air. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. Um, and this was just this house. One time, oh, the most... The most saddest, like literally, I, I started crying uncontrollably. Oh. I was talking on the phone with my friend, and we're talking, and all of a sudden I heard, um, "Help, help oh. me!" And it was like, "Help!" And I was like, "Did you hear that?" And she's like, "No." And then a little bit later, it said, "Help me!" Oh. And, and at that time. I became so overwhelmed with emotion, with sadness, and and I don't think it, and, and I don't feel like it was me. I feel like there right, was something. Right. You know? I mean, I know exactly. But, what um, but I'm getting goosebumps just from me too. It was so sad, and I just started crying uncontrollably, and I was just like, I, "Oh my, what in the world?" And it come through the phone. Yeah. <clears throat> but she didn't hear it the first two times, and a little bit later. It said it again, but this time she heard it and I didn't hear it. And she's like, oh my God, because we're writing, we're writing poems and we weren't talking. Right, we right, just right. would call each other and then write. And every once in a while we'd say, you know, what, you know, how far along are you or, you know, whatever. So it was, we weren't talking and all. And so, yeah, it was, it was insane. Because the first time I was like, oh, what do you say? And she's like, nothing. <laughs> but yeah, that was the, the saddest. The most craziest is when I lived in the same trailer. Um, my sister and her boyfriend moved in for a bit because they needed a place to stay. Worst mm-hmm. mistake ever. <laughs> um, but the, the, like I did, I used half the trailer. I didn't use the back half the trailer. It, I didn't need it. It was right. you know whatever. So 
So they stayed in the back room. So one day we thought it would be cool because my sister had lived there prior with her husband at the time, their ex-husband, you know, her ex-husband now. And they'd, wake up and they'd wake up with claw marks on them. Holy shit. Um, whatever lived in there hated their guts. And they didn't want them in there anymore. Yeah. So so she, so it was it was you know I knew there was something there. It loved me though. It never bothered me. But there was an older lady. There was a black spirit, like you know, just blackness. And yeah. there were three men. And I say three men because about at the same time, about every night, there would be three different voices. And then they'd be talking, oh, and they'd be crazy. talking over each other, or they'd talk to each other. And you could just hear them. I mean, they were talking loud enough. I just, but not, none of it bothered me. Well, so we decided in their bedroom, not in my bedroom, I don't want to know if anything's crawling around. We would set the just the cell phone with the regular recorder up on yeah. their bed, and we'd close the door, and we'd do 20 minutes intervals and let me tell you, it was the most horrific crazy shit I've, we didn't even hear nothing with our ears and we were quiet we wouldn't do we would just sit there quietly yeah. for 20 minutes because he had a phone and we'd time it yeah there would be like jiggling on the door banging on the door scratching talking moving around shuffling banging like sounded like nails were being pried out of boards and like you know nails scratching along and we did that. We would we did that like three times a night for like three or four nights. And every time we'd hear shit, it was crazy. That's so cool. Um, mm-hmm. Not I, I haven't had a whole lot of um, experiences in this house. Uh, one or two, one or two that have that. Um, I'm pretty sure. Well, the ones I have experienced, I'm pretty sure uh, are the previous landlord. Uh, mm-hmm. The one that we originally rented from, he was this little crunchy man, um, <laughs> and he he was a sweetheart. He was an absolute sweetheart, and um, and he always he was he was one of those old guys who really took it upon himself. Like he felt it was his responsibility to help look after us, yeah. right? Because we're 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 a little family, and this is like the before four days uh, where I was the. Much prettier, and um, <laughs> but but you know, much prettier, longer hair. You know how it goes, and um, but he and my kid um, was you know much smaller, and um, so it's just me and um, my mom and 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 the kid, and he just felt very like responsible for us, and so he is the type of guy who would like come over unannounced. Which was a little bit of a, a wig for us because we are not like the most like unannounced company type uh-huh. people, you know. But yeah. he would just come over unannounced to check how things were. He would go into the backyard and just make sure things were okay and that things were going well and how we were doing and if we needed anything, he, sweetheart. But he passed, and um, for I'm pretty sure for a while, like he stuck around, um. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had flashes of like somebody walking in the backyard and then I'd look up and of course nobody's there. Yeah. And, um, because, and there, cause there would be definitely times when I'd look up and that old man was walking through my backyard for some reason. <laughs> and, and, um, yeah, I mean, not, not too much like that here. I've had a couple of interesting experiences <laughs> while doing some trance work. Um, and that was always interesting. 
But um, and my mom swears that there's something that hangs out in her room that the cats don't like talking to. Um, but I I don't know because I don't go into my mother's room. But um, in the house that we we lived in, a couple no, not that house, the house before that house definitely had something, a couple of somethings. Um, in the hallway, I saw. Uh, two figures um, peeking out from the hallway while I was napping on the couch and uh, they were like shock white and they had like long hair and big eyes and but they didn't feel threatening they felt mm. curious they just existed they weren't like there to be scary or anything um but they mostly resided in the area in the hallway next to the water heater and the bathroom that was there in that hallway and we had uh some friends that needed a place to stay for a minute and so we took them in and uh they would knock like the guy's shit off the bathroom counter <laughs> while he was in there so like his razor and shit would just like fall off the counter <laughs> and then um in my in in uh the master bedroom where uh me and my ex were uh there was this horrible bathroom situation it what possesses people to put in like those sliding mirror doors for closets oh. and to carpet bathrooms it's the worst but so <laughs> we had a giant mirror like with uh with the two sinks like with the couple sinks right giant mirror uh -huh. and then on on uh, with your face in the mirror to the left of you is another mirror because it's a closet sliding door and then behind you is a larger closet with like two 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 or three sliding mirror doors right god oh, horrible 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 and the infinity so room Mm -hmm. and so i'm trying to uh, one day i'm trying to get the doors on the bigger closet to to close and they won't work and they just fall <clears throat> they just fall right on me and uh crash and glass everywhere the mirrors just like fell down on me and um yeah i didn't pull them off the the fucking trail i mean on the off the track so uh, -huh. uh yeah that was interesting um, <laughs> that's crazy and uh yeah so i mean i've had a i've had a couple of interesting experiences um before that um one or two things nothing nothing too bad uh, nothing too scary the one in the, my bathroom with the glass falling everywhere that was concerning but um it when i was much younger i want to say how old was i 17 17 um i had moved in with uh with my boyfriend at the time and uh, a roommate into this little house in like fucking nowheresville but fuck oklahoma right and uh she and i the roommate and i would uh we're going to uh, a cemetery because we're, we're dumb mm -hmm. and <laughs> we're young and dumb that's a dumb also Thank you. And, um, but we didn't think anything of it. And, uh, like, cause you know, you go to a cemetery to maybe like capture some pictures, right? Like see what's going mm -hmm. on. And we're all of the woo woo sort and, uh, we're dumb, young woo woo people. 
And so we go to a cemetery to take some pictures and maybe capture something. And we didn't capture shit, right? But the way to get into the cemetery, you had to go over a small bridge. And next to that bridge, there was uh, an old, like, closed up church because it's all connected to like the cemetery right so there's this little church there and um it's closed down it's boarded up it's graffitied it's you know piece of shit and um we get through our little tour of the cemetery and i'm bored as fuck it feels like nothing right and so we're leaving and just kind of like well that was that was some time spent and so we're leaving and uh both of us start feeling very strange inside the car it's like the air got charged, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all of our hair starts standing up on end. I can look at it, and like all the hairs on my arm is standing up, and we're feeling very uncomfortable. And I'm like, we need to, we need to go. And she's like, I know, we're going. I'm going as fast as I can. We are getting the fuck out of here. And the the feeling of get the fuck out, we are in danger, just increases, right? And then this mm-hmm. sort of fog comes up over the windshield right and it's not the type of weather that the the fucking windshield should be fogging up right Uh but we try to clear it off with you know inside the car and it's not coming off and she's running the wipers and the wipers don't clear it off and i swear to fuck the image of that like fog or condensation on the windshield looked like the outline that i'm holding up here of like hands ahead just like That's leaning on so you see that like that weird uh-huh. sort of like three lump like figure and it was just it was the spookiest fucking thing uh scariest one that i've ever really mm. experienced and it didn't leave until after we had passed the church and was well beyond the property and then it dissipated wow yeah creepy as fuck mm. the longest the longest ghost story i have is when I lived with my mom and dad when I was younger, um, younger, um, <laughs> I was the first time I seen it. Like I woke, I woke up and it was dark and I felt cold, so I woke up and I turned and I had a light switch because when we built the house, because I'm terrified of the dark, I had light switches put in all around my bedroom yeah so that way it would you know i I had had like four light switches in my room and one outside the door Mm -hmm. Um, i'm still terrified of the dark um but i felt cool something cold so i went to flip my light on and there's a little boy standing over me like 13 14 and so i just flicked the light off um, <laughs> as, you know, everyone should when, when there's um, someone looking at you. So, and then the second time I was seeing, we had friends downstairs and we we're talking about, you know, ghosts and stuff. And I was like, yeah, there's one in the house because he would turn our TV on. And it wasn't like the TV, it was like a 1970 TV. You had a pool. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like we would go downstairs and it would be on like Nickelodeon or Disney or some kind of fun channel. Yeah. But so we were talking about that. And um, and I had, there was like three, it was me, my sister, and three of our friends. Well, one of them was Big Tough Man. Oh, <laughs> oh, the nothing that scared me. And I wasn't really saying to scare, but you know, oh, nothing scared me. And we had this chair and it was a reclining chair and it was soft. And all of a sudden it just imprints downward like someone sat down on it. 
he was up the stairs before we got out the room. Um, he was gone in a flash. And then the next time I had seen it, we had um, our dog. We brought our dog in so she wouldn't get pregnant. And she had three puppies. But um, <laughs> well, I was sitting on the bed. That works. Uh, she starts barking, going crazy, barking at the mirror. I have this big mirror. And I look up, and the boy's reflection, that's just his reflection. So he's, like, inside the mirror, you know, like, yeah. looking out at me. So then time passes. It's, you know, I grow up. I move out of the house. My niece is born. <clears throat> so then um, she's a few months old. And there's things, you know, happening. So, like, one incident was every time my mom would take her to go to bed, like, her music, little music machine would turn on. One time she went in the bedroom and all the toys were taken out of the toy box. But what? The toy box was too tall for her. She couldn't yeah. reach them. Um, one time mom went to go in there and she laid Aviana down, who's, like, 16 now. And um, so she's like one, one or two at this time. And the little music machine came on. And my mom's like, please, not tonight. I'm very sleepy. I need to oh. sleep. You know what? It'll wake her up. And yeah. it stopped moving. Like, he turned it off. Well, then she got older. And it was her friend. And I forgot what it, I think his name she found out. His name was like Benjamin or something. Huh. And so, and I'm over here, I'm talking all the time. And um, they would play together, they talked, Aviana talked about him. She was, one day she's like four or five years old and she come in the, the living room and she said, Benjamin's gone, he left. And mom's like, oh. what are you talking about? And she said, I told him, you know, I have so much fun with you, but you need to go find your mommy and daddy. They probably miss you. And she said, and so he left and he never returned after that, he left. Um, but he was in the house for like 12, 13 years, like from when I was young to until she was like five or six. Oh, but yeah, she, he went, she told him he, his mom and dad probably missed him and then he left and never came back. And that might have been, you know, like his, his you know, key to, to go home per se See, forever. I have, I used to watch like all of those like ghost hunting shows, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, they, they were, they were fun. They were fun, and some were better than others. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, but I got, I got real tired of a lot of them because they're fake. Well, not. I mean, yeah, they're fake. But my also, favorite, I, 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 I'm going to interrupt for two seconds. My favorite, because I forget. <laughs> um, my favorite is when there's a, a dust, like a oh, dust yeah. Yeah, go yeah, across yeah. there and they're like oh my god it's an or it's an or i'm just like <laughs> yeah 47 orbs in 30 minutes <laughs> um <laughs> oh right, and uh, a good portion of of these shows include people just like screaming at at these supposed spirits right these, these alleged spirits and it just it left a really bad taste in my mouth after a while because if you get right down to it so if you say if you really think if you really think um if it's part of your belief system that some part of us somehow exists after death and that part 
can get stuck in, in, in this yeah. reality, um, then, I mean, you're still talking to people. These yeah. are still fucking people. And so when you go into some place that has, like, high trauma in it, and especially when they go into places that are, um, because the people just fucking love going to asylums and screaming at fucking sick people. And I'm like, so if you were going to go into some place, can you imagine if someone just came into your house right now and they can't hear you, but they're just screaming at you, calling you an asshole and a coward. And like, can you imagine what would that uh-huh. do to you? And if you are somebody who is, you know, historically troubled, you know, how are you going to react to that? There's only one option. You are going to get horrible experiences if you treat people like trash go go into it go if you want to talk to him you want to find some proof of the afterlife then why are you being a dick how far is that gonna get you go in Uh and talk to him like a goddamn human Um, yes and so it just it just it just bugs me it's if 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 a consciousness if human consciousness (laughs) exists beyond uh what in this plane then I, it just doesn't make sense to me to antagonize that. It just, it's stupid. Just stupid. So I'm about I'm to say this story and I was debating on whether I should or not because um, it's eerie and creepy because um, it's present. So our our house next to us is abandoned. Yeah. And it's been abandoned for a very long time. And I feel it's haunted by not very nice spirits. Because outside, most of the time outside, when we're getting out of the car, because our driveway is right beside the house, mm-hmm. we just, even Josh gets an eerie, creepy feeling, and right. we don't like to go outside at night, so we argue. Fair. If we forget something, we either argue who should go out there and get it from the car, or we go together. <laughs> Rock, but, paper, scissors for it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, there's the eeriest, <laughs> there's the eeriest, creepy feelings. Well, our dog room, which we call our dog room, um, which is pretty much abandoned now because our old bedroom is the new dog room mm. um, because it has an air conditioner in it and everything. But our, our our dog room, all our windows are blacked out so that he can get in as easy. Yeah. And so the light doesn't get in. We're vampires. Yeah. Um, but that, that room is basically closed off and the windows are not blocked off and they are very open to the next door there's four windows in that room which is basically the, the, the whole two walls of that like, that's a windows. lot of that's a lot of, that's that's a not lot a of very, windows for one room it's a lot of windows it's basically this one so yeah. like okay well anyway you go in the room and the two outside walls are windows basically yeah but every once in a while there's just an eerie feeling coming from that room, like like one of the the, the spirits from the other house has yeah. ventured over, and it's easier able to get in that room because it's very open, but doesn't come into the whole house. And it's just like even Josh feels it, like just an eerie, like creepy, and, and like like you don't go in there like we won't go in there at night we don't go in there at night we lock the door just because most of the time it's just creeping eerie but it doesn't come in but you can just sense like there's there's this presence and it's just 
I don't know if it's angry or if it's annoyed, but it's just it just well, lingers in that room. Okay, always just like every once in a while. But this is in this end. This is this is the most. Like I've never felt this before, and and I think about it and it has two bit of sense because it's like the the first season of American Horror Story. <laughs> because I was thinking, but I have this feeling with this house. I've never felt it before, and you know, American Horror Stories come out 15 years ago. It's show's oh, been running forever, but um, but I feel oh, God. like <clears throat> I know. Like I don't even don't I, I don't even know think if you die in this house you stay in this house I really have that feeling with this house because here's what I have to say too one the ladies here and I just feel like it's really her but we've had animals die in here yeah and and then you can you know how you can like you can see something yeah. scurry around or run yeah. or, or jump in the bed so Absolutely. and and force them on reason and it's not like I thought of it it's just a feeling like. If you die in this house, you stay in this house type of thing. Yeah, I get it. Just, um, I don't know. And and two, there was one one more little part, and I, I know I talk too much. It, go for but it. But there was this don't. one part, and here's the reason I like feel it so intense. We were taking one of, we had we we had our puppies. You know, you remember Vincent, or we lost four dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one of them that wasn't in the house, and he passed away outside the house and and like when, when he died there was an intense feeling that overcame me that i would never see him again because he was outside the house and i don't know where that came from it just all of a sudden came over me and i really wasn't and even at the time it wasn't like i was like oh you know i'm gonna have him die at the house so he can stay there or whatever right, it's just right, all right. something came over me it was like you'll never see him again because he's in the car away from the house and that was the craziest feeling i had because all the other ones passed away here yeah um and and so it was just the tense feeling of he's lost <laughs> and and it wasn't like i even thought that it was just it was just like yeah, I don't, I can't describe. But so that's why I'm like yeah, in a weird, crazy, messed up way. This like this, and I've never thought about that anywhere else I've ever lived with ghosts yeah. or whatever. But this house, it's been here for 120 years too, oh, and shit. it's been you know and, and everything. See, yeah, and then I there think... was like cra- like the war. That's, there, that's there's something like. The houses that actually have stuck around, and I, I don't know. There's um, there's a lot of theories behind uh, why some places seem more haunted, you know, than not. Um, there's like something called like the stone tape theory, um, where like uh, natural materials, quote unquote, um, can more or less record uh, high energy instances, mm-hmm. and that's the type of uh, haunting it th- that's what's used to explain the type of haunting that doesn't seem to have a consciousness beyond it yeah. where it's like something it's that, tape that or like happens a over and over again yeah yeah no like the stone tape theory mm-hmm. um but like there's something about history and i think it also has a lot to do with how the people felt when they existed in that property and Mm-hmm. If you take away that property, I think it, it changes something. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't have like a a full. Like a, I could go into all of the 
<laughs> metaphysics of it. But um, this is not a metaphysics podcast. Uh, I mean, it's poetry, so it's close, but it is not a metaphysics. I don't think we've talked about poetry one time in the last hour and a half or so. We, we have not because we, we talked about the major bits. And then, um, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> I could ask you all the other questions, but you've already answered them. Like, <laughs> do you really want? Do you really want to answer like you know what you think inspiration is again, or uh, your relationship with creativity, or uh... <laughs> we could? Um, oh gosh, it hasn't changed. That's, I know. So, so that's okay. Um, <laughs> but everyone should buy all my books. They should. All forty-seven thousand of them. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I was going to say, um, like, before we started talking about ghosts, uh, I wanted to say, uh, yeah, that that behind you. The kitty? Uh, not, not your cat, but your doorway. Oh, yeah. But your doorway is giving me vibes. Oh, I've been watching it. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been watching it, too. I'm just, like, waiting and it's, waiting. I, yeah, it's been giving me vibes. Especially since we since started we talking out. about it mm-hmm. and stuff, you know? Like, and we're cool. Like, we're so cool with And, and I, like I said, I think it's the lady who, and I know her name and I forgot because I'm a horrible person. Um, but, like, we're cool with, with her and she's, I'm, I'm assuming, cool with us and we live here together. Like, I say we live together because yeah. I'm not going to be like, it's my house now. I mean, she lived here for like her whole life, basically. You should so, um, yeah. you should set her up an area of like appreciation, like just little stuff that mm-hmm. that that you think um, a little old lady might like. Like mm-hmm. I I and, saw this and I thought of you, and this is like not not quite like yeah. an altar. Um, maybe I mean a little bit closer to something like an ofrenda or something, but like you know just a little area to be like you are welcome, and I am making yeah. an overt you know sign oh, yeah, of being like her, you know. know we yeah, I just speak out, you know, I just speak out from time to time and I'm like, you know, this is still your house as much as it's ours. We're not trying to move in and move you out. You're welcome everywhere. But like I heard stories about her, like she had an open door policy, like she didn't care if you were a stranger, if you were hungry, thirsty, you came in, hung out with her. You, Everyone was family. Um, so yeah, so it was just like, she was totally cool with everyone, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, and it's cool and she's cool and we're cool. And like I said, we've been here for four years and we've never had a problem other than, you know, hearing her go about or she opening windows or she making a point. Um, but yeah, so it's totally cool. I love it. I love, like, I don't feel like nervous or anything and it feels like a wonderfulness because when we leave someone's here the dogs and the cats and so someone's yeah. always watching out for them even when we're not here so and you know she has no the dogs don't bark the dogs aren't scared the cats like this one yeah just staring at all for like 30 minutes like <laughs> this Darren. and so he's just you know we say he's just a little weirdo but you know he could she could be like petting on him you know he's just there like because he loves rubs and you know so she's certainly looking at the he's thing. certainly looking she, at your doorway now oh yeah he'd just be looking at he'd just be looking at stuff but yeah, so, you know, we just, but it's like, we know someone's always here if something happens, because we know she can open windows and we know she can slam doors. Yeah. So if something ever happened, um, I feel safe, like my animals are safe and they're going to be okay and yeah. I don't have to worry about them. 
So it's and, a cool. Uh, it's cool. In in my house, my childhood home, we uh, had well, let's just say I grew up with a lot of animals, and um, <laughs> and um, so a lot of animals also died at that property. Mm-hmm. And most of them, uh, most of them were uh, buried in in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And um, we had, I mean, you y- you talk about you know seeing, you know, animals ar- around that aren't there. Man, oh. <laughs> we always had animals that were there and animals that weren't there a lot. Uh-huh. And um, yeah. when when we, we we had to move from that that house um my mother moved from there uh and moved to texas and a few years later um uh my ex and i had gone down uh just to visit people and uh, we made a, a trip to the old house to see what it was like and um like i could feel that nothing nobody was there anymore no it just it felt empty clearly everybody i think after we after uh my mom moved out and everybody moved out that they just decided that it was it was time to go um there's uh uh, on the topic of uh of kids seeing things though um my kid my kid once um he used to he would laugh like in, in the crib he would just laugh at nothing he would be laying on his back. There would be nothing going on above him. And he is having a goddamn giggle fit. Like <laughs> it was like, so, you know, makes us laugh, but there's literally nothing happening above him. And he is yeah. just laughing and laughing. And I'm talking like he's a year old, you know, mm-hmm. he, th- there's not a whole lot going on you know, mm-hmm. at a year old. And yeah. uh, so we're like, what the fuck are you laughing at kid? And um, later he drew and i didn't i never have gotten mad at him for like drawing on walls and shit because i really don't give a shit but um i mean it, it can be washed off or painted over who cares and um but he drew on his wall uh this funny little figure and we're looking at it and i'm like we ask him like you know, who who, would you, who is this what's his name you know because you're just talking to the kid like you know you do with little kids and like oh what a cute drawing who's that right and he says, Dave. <laughs> Dave? Who the fuck is Dave? Well, the only Dave that we know was uh, my uncle David, who passed um, in the early 90s. Wow. Look at my camera going crazy. I know. Your camera has been freaking out this whole time. I know. It doesn't, every once in a while, it pull up to the bay and then come back. But Yeah, I think it's like... Maybe it's trying to. I don't. Does it think your fan's a person, or is uh, is your friend it's, hanging up there? It seems move. I, I don't know how it works, but it's never went crazy like this. Oh, but so like I was pretty well convinced that he uh he's and I'm I I'm I'm sure that my uncle David is, has been around for a, yeah every once in a while. Etc. 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 Sometimes I talk to him just to be like, "Can we? Uh, can we figure something out here? Because I need some fucking help." <laughs> but um, yeah. You mean read some poems real fast? Yes, read some poems, but not real fast. Read them at a normal speed. <laughs> okay. I come so with that fast. <laughs> How liberated was tears in my mind? Which um, come out. 
from Etchfest yep. with Kevin Hoogan in March at Wasa AWP. All right, there we go. Look, for my husband, Josh, or for Josh, my husband. So sweet. Very. Oh, mm-hmm. it looks good. I read. It looks so good. What's this one? It's a sad pump. <laughs> which, which is every one of my pumps. <laughs> So this one's called His Left Ear Was Clipped. Sissy, the derogatory statement echoes, girly in the form of a boy body. Faggot, plasm from their lips drenched me in a sarcophagus of pain and humiliation. He held my head into his musky pubic mound, his cock covered in my spit. My nose parted hair, which tickled my nostrils. I gagged for a breath. He put his hand through my hair like a glove. His friend made handlebars with my arms. He drove me deeper into the scene of rape. My muscles tensed with every mile we passed. My sight blurred with rain. His cum tasted like a squirrel chased down by a rabid dog. The warm bile seared my tongue like cigarette burns and skinned my throat. I pretended it was beautiful and he loved me, that after his lips kissed my wounds, I imagined my small hand fears crisscrossed it inside his. And that's that poem. And then, oh, I love this I love poem. It's called My Sleep Deprived Morning Poem. <laughs> Tiring, my mind adjusts tonight, a yawn, and then an elongated blink. Please surrender your eyes, sleep said, unearthing a perimeter. His propaganda to inhabit nightmares and non-consensual terror, wrapped as a gift and laid on the doorstep of my mouth. But I know better. I first drink the blood of the holy man, then retreat into the pages of his prayer or spell. Sometimes these things begin to blur and chanting becomes a song, becomes the beginning of a descent. And there's that one. And then we'll go to this one. This one's my new one that is um, on pre-order from Ethel's on a micro press. Mm -hmm. And so... (laughs) The blacked out borderland of an exponential crisis. Yeah. Blacked out borderland from an exponential (laughs) crisis. These are long ass titles, man. I love long titles. I love telling a story in the title. And these first 12 poems are like box poems. I call them my box poems. And they, the only punctuation they use is a colon. And I only use it four or five times throughout all 12. And they're all entitled. <laughs> my hand breaks a piece of tinder. A root grows inside my fingerprint. A splinter hangs from between my nail. The point of it reminds me how far I've come from the womb and how I grow something once I've died. The splinter now a part of me like blood it fastens to my body like a bone. And to remove it causes sadness but also pleasure. I moan and am relieved when it falls but it is not a tree but a memory of what 
grew, nesting of thoughts without eggs, no flower, no bloom, just a briefness before the dirt swallows it, yet the earth will mouth us all in, her tongue will make our hair and teeth and make us mannequins. Well, yeah. And I like this my grandmother prayed, seeing a face in the candle flame. The dim light washes her, holding the Bible to her chest. It feeds off her breasts. Mm. The words grow into shards, piercing her womb, develops from the preacher being into a man she named Jesus, who became her husband. They share blood and flesh intimately. She lets him touch her, spreading his fingers across nude. They moan a prayer and order orgasm scripture into the room that fuck and call it a manifestation of church <laughs> oh i like that one i like that one a lot and then it goes to like normalish poems make us mannequins Sometimes I don't want tomorrow. It becomes habit to wake, to operate my body. So no one knows death dressed me today and yesterday. I'm tired. Oh, I love that one. God damn. Thank you. Not that like I've ever had a poem of yours that I didn't like, but uh, (laughs) I feel that one. Uh, Oh, thank you, John. You know, I love your shit. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I don't know why anyone likes that stuff, but it's an honor they do. It's wonderful. Um, I sound Caroline. I help her with her editing and putting books together and stuff. And I was telling her about some of her poems and I was not being rude. I was being lovely. (laughs) Um, I was being harsh, but, um, but she told me, she's like, well, you write the same thing over and over. And I was like, it's because I'm a shitty (laughs) <laughs> no 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 I, I've, like we we revisit themes until the themes are done with us yes i think and if you're still writing about the same thing then i mean that's it's not done with you yet you know yeah my thing my thing lately has been pro- persecution because america's yeah. turned into a shithole and Amen. so and so i've been writing about that Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited about this new collection that's in pre-order now. I love all the poems. I think they're really good. Um, I really, I think my writing is getting getting better. Um, and everything. I, so it is, you, I, me. I think you're growing. I think you're growing as a poet too. I mean, you know, <laughs> limited experience, you know. But um, yeah, I, I think so. Like it's. I want to read. Like, I want to read. Oh, sorry. I want to read a newer one. Yeah. And we can screen share because that's really cool. You can see as I write. Um, that one's new. That one's utter crap. But I wrote this one the yeah, the last two or three days. It's called The Matriarch of Ashes. House is a rotting corpse. Her body hollowed a mode cloth like disease. House cries when it rains, floods two rooms with all her agony. House is burning. Her bones break. Listen, she comes undone. Ooh. And now, and 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 I want to. I've been trying to write poems about my house. I my got house that. Fasc- like my house is fascinating. 
Um, and I have a few poems, but I wanted to, with that one, instead of the house, my house, our house, I wanted to use house as like a name. Yeah. Like, so, so that was my latest one. I wrote, and it's in my new, it's for my newest collection. Um, and I want to write, I've, I've been telling people I want to write whispery experimental poems. Okay. So, yeah, you said little, that, little short things. You said, you said that the other night when uh, all recording failed. <laughs> what do you mean yeah. by like whispery poems? W- what do you mean by that? Like, like poems that use less. I don't know what I mean. Here's the best thing I can, it's in my head, I know exactly what I want. But poems that don't use very much, that are like, that are like little and that are like, can be blown away in the wind, but also full of imagery. I want them to like expand and grow, like a whisper that you hear and then you think about it all day. Um, and so I don't know. I just want, I want them to be like little things that you, you're stuck with. I like and that's my attempt. Because like there's, there's one, and I won't screen share because that's too much, but the, it's called, and I posted it, and it's called The Listening Ground. Whispers recur from the hollow hole. I place my mouth into empty space to kiss away the weeping ghost. And so I just want like little little thing little poems little tiny poems but also my hope and my goal is to make you continue thinking about them long after they're done in a creepy miss not really creepy isn't scary but just in a way where you're like oh yeah that poem i don't know i think of stuff and then i can't never describe it into words like i know what i want to do and then i talk about it sounds so dumb but um, but and 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 in the new collection, every poem is going to be different. My goal is to write every poem different of subject and an idea, and so so yeah. So it's going to be however many poems is going to be twenty five or thirty. But it's going to be they're all going to be different. They're not going to be like the same subject, the same idea, because I'm I've been writing a lot of similar stuff. So that now this is my breakaway. I have to break away right. from that mindset. But yeah, that's my best this best thing. Just little bitty, little bitty poems that expand your brain. Can I share one that uh, you, the the house one reminded me of a little bit? Yeah, most definitely. Okay. Of course, I love <laughs> your poetry. Shut up. Thank you. Shut up. <laughs> All right. The poetry's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> We screwed something up when we stopped practicing willing human sacrifice. See, those folks knew what they were signing up for. It was planned and applauded. Milk and honey and figs, warm bread and spices, salt and incense smoking, and where appropriate, delicious impropriety. And I mention willing because I want to be clear, the sacrifices never stopped. Just the informed consent model fell out of fashion. No. Families still sacrifice their children for the sake of firm foundations. Bundled in a final swaddle in the walls, under porch stairs, split twain by hands, stick and poked black and blue, love and duty, there is no finer masonry than the spread scapula of the immured child under pressure pleasing their god. 
Your poems are like little stories also. Yeah, I do. I write little stories. Yeah, they keep unfolding. It's wondrous. Wondrous. All right. Uh, That's going to be the end. That's the end, folks. No. (laughs) Like your poems are like, are like the wind. They continue and grow and expand. And my poems are like, boom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that's that's a real thing that um that actually used to be practiced fairly often there was a sacrifice um that used to be made uh when you were building uh building something that you had to um put something in the foundations uh in order to like please the land and please uh the spirits and whatnot in order to to build your to build your home and uh that was that was the idea behind that that and like you know childhood trauma (laughs) (laughs) all right well i mean it's 1 (laughs) a.m it is already that light yeah good lord we've been talking for like three hours i know we always do though we always do we just get lost no one's gonna watch this. That's okay. Um, no. <laughs> they're gonna, nah, they're gonna, know, be, they're like, gonna be like, oh, a video. <laughs> so I, I, I came like this. This whole thing is just done for the for the joy of it, and I hope other people oh, yeah. get some joy out of it. Um, I, and that's that's the beginning I, and end. I hope people have fun. I'm, I'm a wonderful person. I always you expect are. no one to watch anything I do. And my thing was when I said no one's going to watch this, I was being funny because they're going to be like, oh, a video. And they're going to click into it and they're going to see like zero, 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 zero because it hasn't started. <laughs> and then this is going to be like three and a half hours. And they're going to be like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're going to be like, I- no. If I do, if I do the seance uh, idea, do you want to be part of it? Yes. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Most I'm gonna, absolutely. I'm gonna compile, compile uh, a group of people uh, who who would be interested, and then we should do. Out. And if you want, like a good date would be like, isn't it like October thirtieth is is the date for things like such okay. as that? Well. Uh, we have a good time frame. it's not Halloween. It's like usually the day before Halloween, ain't it? Well, uh, okay. So if you want to get super technical, um, it starts on the night before, right? And Mm -hmm. it lasts until for like three-ish, three-ish days. If you want to like, as far as like the astrological I think we should do it as soon as it opens. (laughs) Well, I have a theory. Well, okay. So, (laughs) again, this is not a metaphysical podcast, but uh, I have a theory that um, the whole veil is thinning thing. I mean, that that term didn't exist until um, the Victorians. This is a very, very new concept. And... um, I think that um, it's not so much the veil is thinning. I think as liminal creatures um, ourselves, it's our understanding and our openness that changes and not so much the veil Mm -hmm. that changes. But um, anyway. We become uh, adults and then we just get stuck up and we don't care anymore. 
Yeah. And we go blind to things. Even with creativity, people grow up, you know, all, all kinds of kids draw and write and have fun. And then we grow up and we're like, oh, we got to get a nine to five job. We yep. got to make money. We can't do none of this. That, well, I did that when I was a kid. So now I'm a dog and I got to be serious. And that's fucked up. Yep. I had, I, ha- I just had that like a little revelation, right? Coming back, coming back from my fallow period and trying to write again and editing and submitting shit again and thing like, well, okay, I can do this. I can try it. I can change things. I can r- write deeper, clearer, truer, all that <laughs> stuff. And then there's this little collection I want to do. And I gotten kind of wrapped up in whether or not it would be quote unquote good right and i've barely written anything into this little collection concept and i thought the other day like wait a minute this is just supposed to be fun this little collection that i want to put together isn't about anything other than the fact that i really like led zeppelin and want to write some poetry about it that is it that should be it beginning and end whether it's anything anybody would want or it would be good or it doesn't fucking matter it should just be fun and that's where I should be coming from as far as like writing this one. I need to go back to playing. It should be fun. We can play with it. And it doesn't have to be such a goddamn serious thing all the time. Yes. And so many, and two, I know some poets and their friends uh, can be brutally honest with them. And I am, but like <laughs> they look at it like it's a job and I'm like, you know what happens when you go to work and it's a job, you fucking hate it and you yep. get over it and you don't want to be there no more and you're miserable. So don't look at it like it's a job. Have fun, do it, play with it. And, and you know, like yeah. one of my friends are like, well, titles have to be this way. I'm like, no, no, they don't. No, they don't. I'm like, titles don't have to be nothing. Titles are fun. I was like, that's the first thing when you look at a poem. That's the first thing people see is your title. And if it's boring, then why are they going to go read your poem if it's one or two boring ass words? I'm like, play with it. Have fun with it. Like, play. It's supposed to be the time you escape reality and you, and you, and you, you know, you, you just do. I was like, it's not a job. Because yep. if you think it's a job, you're going to hate it and you're not going to want to do it anymore. And it's going to be tiring. And I tell people too, just write, like, I don't do this, but I'm a weirdo. <laughs> but I tell people, I'm like, just write. Because people are like, oh, I don't know what's right. I'm like, just write, just write, yeah. write, 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 write. Who cares? Just write it all out. If it's crap, it's crap. But you can go edit it if you want to. But just write. You don't have to even think of, like, do whatever. Like, just because the more you write, the more it starts to flow yeah. and the better it gets because you're more in that zone. I don't do that, of course. I just stress sweat about it. Um, <laughs> but um, but I have great advice that I never take. Same. Um, Same. <laughs> I'm wonderful at giving advice. I'm uh-huh. terrible at taking my own. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So one one thing about this new collection, my block poems, I did do that. I just wrote. I, I was I some what what I was doing was I was listening to CA Conrad read. I, I was yeah. watching their their documentaries and I was listening to them to read and I was watching them read and I was watching them talk and and the point of that collection, um, and that's why I love it so much too. Um, I love CA Conrad. They're amazing. They're wonderful. They're they're there. Like they yeah. support like me and them are friends and they support me and they're always there and they're encouraging and they root, you know, they're not like, 
Oh, no, look at you. You're doing so good. Oh, darn. <laughs> and so I'm trying to be in the present. And I was trying to focus on the now. And not all the poems are like that. You know, in a, in, in a way, some of the poems are in the present, but they're also in the past and they come, you know, they revolve and stuff. But, yeah. but I was trying to be in the present. So, like, I just submerged myself. One of the poems actually talks about Sia Conrad, but I just submerged myself in Sia Conrad. And I was able to just write without thinking and doing. And so that's what the block poems are, was yeah. me just writing. And then and then I condensed them so they wouldn't just be sprawled out like a paragraph. Mm -hmm. And I, I fixed them up a little bit. I didn't do a lot of editing because I, like, I, I just like, I was just like in the zone and it was yeah. beautiful and wonderful. And then of course the other poems aren't quite like that. They're more like my regular self, but at the same time, they're more like, now and they're more like stuff so yeah like there's the someone called the dead poet um uh poems and i really yeah. like that because they're titled because i would watch a movie a documentary or movie about a poet and then i would just write a poem and the poem necessarily doesn't go with the the poet mm -hmm. but the title is just the the what i was watching and so, and then what, and you know, and it inspired me to write stuff. And so I just wrote. And so, um, and some of them are, are like, are like both poet, but then some of them are like not. And um, the only one I really tried to write about was the Emily Dickinson. And I wanted to write about her love life because it was shunned and erased until recently and someone had the technology to look inside the paper and realize there was writing on there that had been erased and so they brought it to force i wanted to write i wanted to write a love poem to emily and her girlfriend which was really sad because you know they weren't they weren't able to be together so she married emily's brother yeah, because yeah, it yeah. was known to have to live next to each other as like a family and so she could go see Emily every day. But then there was the sad, beautiful moment of when Emily passed away. They let her because by this time her her brother and and and, and her was separated like yeah. whatever so they let her wash because you know back then they washed their feet and they washed whatever and yeah. so they let her you know clean Emily and I thought that was really beautiful and it, it's it in the poem. But it's not, it's in the poem, but it's not like in the poem. But I just, that's the only one out of those where I really was like, you know what? I need to write a beautiful love poem for them because they went through hell. Yeah. And 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 so, yeah, because Emily wrote, like, all her love poems are are for her and, and everything. So, and then, you know, she, they got a hold of it and changed everything to, to yeah. what it wasn't. I think that's a beautiful note to leave off I think of. so, too. I think so, too. Yes, you're wonderful. I love oh, you so much. You, I love talking to you. I love your show. I oh, love your thank show. You. I love everything you do. You're welcome. It's, I it's love an you honor too, John. to be oh, it's, We could go back and forth like trading compliments, but, um, well, yeah. Reciprocation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Everybody. Thank you for hanging in. Thank you for uh, welcoming John back, who's going to be back again, of course. Oh, yes. And yeah. um, 
everybody buy John's books. <laughs> buy my books, support, Bye. support. And it's not even supporting me, it supports the presses. I love yeah. the presses that I use. So so it's it's not even supporting me. Support the presses because they do amazing and and they really believe in what they do. So you gotta give give ah, just support the the places that actually want to support other poets and um yes. and who give build a, a good fuck. community yeah to build the good mm-hmm. build the community that you want to see yeah so that's what we're working for yeah all right john thank all you right. so much You're and welcome. Um, i'm going to uh going to uh stop recording